Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 15 of Pee Wee Harris Adrift. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pee Wee Harris Adrift by Percy Keyes Fitzhugh Chapter 15 Life on the Unknown Shore Seldom has there been a surrender so complete and unconditional. There were no banners to celebrate the trump, for which Pee-wee took all the credit, but as old Tremor started up the river, Pee-wee turned the sign so that the word go faced the departing voyager like a commanding finger to order the vanquished from his victorious presence. Do you think he had some treasure in the scow? Pee-wee asked. Maybe if we dig, we'll find some gold nuggets. Let's try some of those coconut nuggets, said Townsend. Didn't I know how to handle him? said Pee-wee. Now the island is ours, isn't it? I think before we have supper, said Townsend, we'll write a line to the dredging people. What do you say? We'll write it on bark from the tree on account of our being wild and uncivilized, said Pee-wee. I can make ink out of prune juice, and we can write with a stick, like hunters do when they get lost. Do they carry prune juice with them? Billy asked. Sometimes they use blood, said Pee-wee. I can make ink from onions, too. Invisible ink. Shall I make some? I thought you were going to make a hunter's stew, said Brownie. Go ahead, said Roly-Poly. You make the hunter's stew. It won't be invisible, will it? It will when we get through with it, said Billy. And while you're making the stew, Rip will write the letter, and the first one of us that goes ashore will mail it. The letter which Townsend Ripley wrote to the dredging company, asking permission to use the old scow surmounted by a luxurious desert island, was very funny, but it was not nearly as funny as the hunter's stew which Pee-wee made. Their minds now free as to their rights, at least for the time being. They sprawled about under the little tree as the afternoon sunlight waned and partook of the weird concoction which Pee-wee cooked in the dishpan over the rough fireplace which they had constructed. And if Pee-wee was not the equal of his friend Roy Blakely in the matter of cooking, he was at least vastly superior to him in the matter of eating, and as he himself observed, gee whiz, eating is more important than cooking anyway. It was pleasant sitting about on this new and original desert island which combined all the attractions of wildlife with substantial safety. Only its overlapping edges could wash away, and as these melted and disappeared, the island gradually assumed a square and orderly conformation, 
Its bleak and lonely coast formed a tidy square and looked like some truant backyard off on a holiday. What it lost in rugged grandeur it made up in modern neatness and seemed indeed a desert island with all improvements. Nestling within its stalwart and water-tight timbers, it presented a scene of varied beauty. Grasshoppers disported gaily upon its rugged surface, occasionally leaping inadvertently into the surrounding surf and kicking their ungainly legs into sparkling water. A pair of adventurous robins that had refused to desert the fugitive peninsula were chirping in the little blossom-laden tree, and one of them came down and perched upon the traffic sign to prune his feathers before retiring. Savage beetles roamed wild over the aisle, and wild angleworms, disturbed by the late upheaval, squirmed about in quest of new homes. The vegetation on the island appeared in gay profusion, reminding one of the utopian scenes of fragrant beauty which delighted the eyes of the bold explorers who first landed on the shores of florida yellow dandelions dotted the greensward purple violets peeped up through the overgrown grass and a rusty tin can memento of some prehistoric fisherman perhaps lay near the shore not even the geometrical perfection of the island detracted from its primitive and rugged beauty True, it had no bays or wooded coves where pirates might have lurked, and it was fickle to any one spot, but wheresoever its wanton fancy took it, the dying sunlight flickered down through the little tree and glazed the spotless blossoms so full of promise that clustered above the little band of hardy adventurers. Before they had finished their repast, a repast as strange and surprising as the island itself, they had drifted half a mile upstream with the incoming tide, here the sturdy underpinning of the desert isle caught upon a tiny reef and the island swung slowly around like a sleepy carousel and rested from its travels. End of chapter 15